Let's get ready to rumble! Hello, and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that used to talk about films in the cinema, used to talk about films on the big screen, but now there's none. There's no films on the big screen, so we can't really talk about them. My name is Tosin, and I am your host in the Midlands, in a place called Bromsgrove in Worcestershire. And joining me, as always, on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hiya. You might be hearing some... That Sharon is essentially fighting around a whole bunch of things in her room at the moment. Trying to get a, a lamp, because I was feeling like I was um, in the dark. So I've got an extra lamp. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. So how is um, how is the Isle of Wight? Is the Isle of Wight still feeling suitably smug for being a tier one area? One of the only... Or one of only three in the country, don't you know? Yes. <laughs> I think you mean... I think walking around because it feels more apart from people wearing masks it feels more like, like normal really like the pre-pandemic days so i think unless you saw people wearing masks you probably wouldn't know that there was anything going on here yeah mm. yeah yeah All i right. can true with that yeah. and but i think it's one of these weird weird sort of what's it it's, it's not poetic justice or anything like that but um uh, you know how it is when you have like a genie and you ask for a gift, a gift from the genie, and the genie gives you a gift, but it has this horrible, horrible joke attached yep. to it. Yep. Yeah. That it that the Isle of Wight is one of the few places in the country that is in tier one, which means that for the purpose of this podcast, if you're in tier one or tier two, cinemas can open. However, the biggest cinema on the Isle of Wight happens to be a cine world, and they are one of the few cinematic chains that have not that have said. We're not opening before March next year. So That's it. They, I, I was reading that because they're talking about releasing Wonder Woman, aren't they? Yeah, Wonder Woman. They said they're not opening just for that. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Wonder Woman is definitely coming to cinemas. I saw it on a. I saw it on TV the other day. They were advertising that the 16th of December, Wonder Woman will be in cinemas, and uh, so that is that is next week Wednesday. Next week, Wednesday, uh, we're recording this on the Thursday. Wonder Woman will be in cinemas. And I went online to try and find a cinema because I'm in a tier two area, but none of the cinemas in my area are open. So Odeon and View have some of them open, but none of them are going to be open in my area. So the closest, if I wanted to watch Wonder Woman, I would have to drive from my estimation for about an hour to get to Northampton to watch Wonder Woman 1984. So... Yes, Sharon. I'll keep an eye out. I was going to keep an eye out on the, the our Commodore, which is our independent cinema, where there's only um, a little one at Ride. They have they're open. Yeah. I saw that they're playing at the moment some Christmas films. They're showing Love Actually at the moment. Ah. So, uh, they might um, pop up with something. So I'll have to keep an eye on what's happening at the Commodore. I'm, I mean, they've got to. That that just sounds like a no-brainer. That that. Oh, yeah, they do really well, wouldn't they? That that sounds like easy money for me. It's like. The big chain is not open. We are the only ones who are open on the Isle of Wight. Yeah, they've got to have they've got to have Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. I mean, even with the uncomfortable seats, you might even get Sean in there to watch that. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny enough, I'm just thinking about that. I'm just thinking about that. I mean, I do love to support. I do love. I probably would purely on the fact that I can support it, but. I think a film like Wonder Woman needs to see it on a better screen. And 
I mean, as much as I love the Commodore, a couple of times I have been there, I don't particularly, I don't think the screens are particularly good. It just reminds me of TV, you know. So Ooh. I know it's a horrible, horrible thing to say, and I shouldn't say it, but then I've only ever been in one screen in the Commodore, so perhaps Ooh. the other screen's different. That's yeah, there's not... one. There's a bigger one, and then there's two little ones. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I haven't been in the bigger one. I've obviously been in the smallest one. That that is not what you want. You you do not want. If they have Wonder Woman, they probably would be in a better one. So I give it. Yeah. I mean, I think from years ago when when it probably was um, was it was it always a cinema? Or was it part of a bingo hall as well? It probably had. I There's think a bingo hall downstairs. Up. Yeah, it would have been a cinema. So they'd have had the the balcony. So basically, what what they've done probably is just taken the circle and made it into different screens because yeah, there was a lot of. I mean, I think the ABC, not the ABC, the Gaumont in in um, Bournemouth when I was there, that's what they did. They had like um, two screens, the Gaumont one and the Gaumont two, and then all of a sudden they had four screens, you know, so they'd obviously obviously uh, used the circle because it used to be huge. You know, the cinemas were... And mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose they had to modify because I remember when I used to go in the 1970s and you had this huge cinema with the circle and everything else and maybe you know, a dozen people in there and maybe, you know, just scattered out all around the place. So yeah. I, guess it, it, I guess it didn't at that time have a particular market, you know, so, well, so yeah. that's what they because, had to adapt. Because when you, when you talk about the old school cinemas, I remember I went to the Empire in Leicester Square in London nice. and uh, it was, they had this whole thing because my, my it was when the, a TV show called Boardwalk Empire was first released and they mm-hmm. had this the because it was Sky. Sky gave Sky they they gave you this free ticket, so my sister took me along. So you went in there, and they they showed the first two episodes of Boardwalk Empire on this massive screen. And I just thought this that's I think it took about two thousand people. And to think that there was a time at which they used to pack that out with two thousand people to watch. Yeah. And now they had their because obviously it's just not viable anymore. So they're they're por- portioning it into different places. It's great because it's a bit like a museum, and I guess that's what the Commodore is a bit like. It's a bit like a museum, but it might, yeah. but might, I mean, might not be me. I mean, I think, watch films. I don't know if Sharon agrees. Screen One is probably the best at our cine world, isn't it? Do you think? Yes, because that's yeah the way it's laid out, where you've got the big block in the middle, yeah. and then you've got the two art side bits. And they're not a bad size. So, yeah, that's the one way. And I think the block in the middle is something like 10 or 11 people wide. So Yeah, it is. That's the, the, the number one screen. And the Cine World in Bournemouth, which used to be an Empire Cinema, they've got, um, I think it's screen one and screen six are like your big, beastly ones, similar, really huge ones. And then they've got a few medium-sized ones. And then they have um, six studio screens, which are really sort of just for the, for the arty films when I go and see like you, you know, uh, Honey Boy and all those. So I think that's a really, really good setup, you know. Mm. But I think to see a big film like the Commodore, I mean, I'd love to see the Commodore, I think would be great for indie arty films. Really, really good for that. But for big, major, major uh, presentations, e.g. your Wonder Woman or your James Bond. Yeah, I uh, saw a Secret Garden there just before the latest lockdown. And yeah. that wasn't too bad, apart from it was just their idea of social distancing was just weird but <laughs> the actual experience wasn't too bad oh that's okay then yeah okay so um one of the uh a 
a couple of shows ago. I mean, I remember having a massive rant. I think you guys had rants as well, but um, I, I kind of went a little bit overboard. A, a massive rant about film companies that were refusing to release films because yeah. they didn't want to ex admit that they were going to earn less money. And I think with that being said, I think if I have a rant about that, I need to give Warner Brothers... Um, I need to give Warner Brothers kudos for releasing Wonder Woman 1984 because the fact that it's coming out next week, if it was going to be postponed, they would have mentioned that it was going to be postponed by now already for, yeah. for actually releasing it. Because if you look at the UK for half of most of the country, the cinemas are not open. There's very few select places people will actually be able to see this film in cinema and they're still releasing it in cinema. So first of all, I have to say Warner Brothers, well done. Thank you for actually going, you know what? The world's different. We're going to have to come up with a different way of doing this thing. We can't just sort of wait and wait and wait and try and maximize our maximize. Aren't our they going to stream it at the same time, Toast? And yes, and the, then we come up onto their their other plan, the other plan, which is them go, which is them going. Look, the world is different. We have absolutely no idea when, if the world is ever going to go back to what it's like. So Warner Brothers have announced over the next year that all of the films they are going to release them simultaneously on HBO Max in the U in the US and in cinemas where cinemas are open. That's uh, it. Yeah, I think I I have been reading on that because I'm like, oh no, <laughs> um, because I think, but I think the people of the Godzilla vs Kong are taking them to court about it. I think I read somewhere that the Godzilla because they've got they've got the Godzilla King. Well, and, but, but there's been talk about Godzilla versus Kong going straight to streaming. Is there? Yeah. Oh, right. but, well, I think there's a bit of controversy about that. Yeah, because there's talk about Godzilla versus Kong that they were actually trying to sell it to Netflix so that Netflix would just take it and it wouldn't even go show up in cinemas. Really? So, yeah, yeah. There's talk oh, about there must be contradiction things that I've read. Then yeah, I've read that they they don't want that to happen because they don't think it will make the money back. They want it to. It, yeah, but this is this is the problem with films. It could be the people. There's people who are making the film. There's a film studio who are providing it. So it could be that the film studio is trying to sell them to Netflix, a bit like um, the film, oh, the Natalie Portman film, Alex Garland, oh, that was released oh yeah a while back. Oh, uh, the one where they went into some sort of shimmering thing. I cannot remember the name. Oh, of the Annihilation. Film. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's oh, it. Oh right, yeah. yeah. That that film, they filmed it, everything, and then the film studio sold it to Netflix, and the filmmakers were really, really annoyed about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> filmmakers were really annoyed about that because it's supposed to be seen on a big screen. So, uh, I, you know, this is... I mean, when I read that story about them going to HBO Max, I there was a bit of me that just kind of went, oh, no, oh, no, because I... I want to see new things. I want to, I, I, right now, we have had essentially an entire year of a backlog. Mm -hmm. We have an entire year of a backlog. So when, so when cinemas open again, there's no way they're going to be able to show everything. There is yeah, just... Not to the way it was before the scale. Yeah. You're not going to better hold a film in the cinema for a month, are you? Yeah. When there's a queue waiting to bump them out of the way. The, the, and so something has to give. And so I'm thinking... And I want to see these films. I would rather see these films than not. I would rather see them in a the cinema, but I'd rather just see these films. So there's a bit of me that goes, look, the world is changing. You have to accept that. Warner Brothers are the first ones to put their heads up and go, things are changing. We're going to try this. And we all know that if it doesn't make enough money, they're not going to do it. If it makes a heck of a lot of money, then some cinemas are going. How, how are they going to know? Because if, it goes, if things go to Netflix or HBO... You're talking about subscribers anyway. 
So they're not going to get any new money from it, are they? Because well, the scribes will already have the, unless they're going to do it like Amazon um, Stars or Stars Play or something like that, where you pay an extra premium. I just well, don't see how, how the film will make any money, except well, for the money that Netflix pay them. The thing is HBO Max, because the from what I can understand, what they plan to do is that they plan to release it on HBO for so these new films when they release them so that we're talking things like dune we're talking all the stuff from the like for instance yeah. that dune the suicide squad all those films will be released on hbo max and the cinemas at the same time so right. but it will only be on hbo max for a month yeah. it'll only, it only be on hbo max for a month from what i understand warner brothers at least owns part of hbo max so okay okay so so warner brothers it's kind of like it's like their own it's like them it's like their own disney plus so to say so i mean the thing the thing is i suppose they could get like the 30 day free thing and watch it and then i'm not sure make any money. i'm not sure there is a 30 day free thing for oh, hbo yeah, max hbo because they do they used to i remember when i was over there there's a few times they used to do a lot of sports as well yeah, so H- HBO were the original people for pay per view. So that was Saving Private Ryan was HBO, wasn't it? Uh, yes. no. What? No. I thought it was. I thought it was a HBO production. Yeah. Saving oh, I, 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 I think I think of Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. That's what I meant. Yeah. What did I <laughs> <Yeah>. say? <laughs> you said Saving Private Ryan. All oh, right. Yeah. Band of <laughs> yeah, Brothers. So, yeah. That's yeah. what I was. I was thinking of the Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers as well. Yeah. No. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Band yeah, of yes. Brothers. yeah that's yes. it. Thank you. Thank you, Toast. No, no, they did Rome, didn't they? The first two seasons, yes. of, well, the two seasons of Rome. Yes. So and... it's, they did the wire. The we got you there to keep us on track. Isn't it? <laughs> and that loads of times. I try, I try, I try. So I think yeah, HBO people in in America they know that when you hear HBO, they're not HBO don't give anything away for free. So I don't think that there's a free period for HBO Max. But what happens is, you know, if essentially they're going to use it the way netflix uses these things like get a whole bunch of subscribers get a whole bunch of subscribers and we'll see each time they release a big film for instance i know if i was in america and dune came out i'll be signing up to hbo max for at least a month to watch dune so it's so i the thing is i think in in the world that there is you need to figure out a way to go forward it makes me really worried for some cinema chains but i think once but but as i said before I, i feel like Warner Brothers, Disney, when you're actually allowed to go out again, they're just going to come in and they're just going to hoover up a whole bunch of cinema chains anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it's going to be like, Disney's going to be like, we own our own streaming platform. We own our own chain of cinemas. We own everything. Everything. Yeah, we own the world. <laughs> I think they must have, I read somewhere that they, they would have lost a hell of a lot of money on their parks, you know, on their American theme parks and yes, stuff. Because, yes, they would do. Yeah, you know, because that that was like a big money maker for them. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think it's um any, anything hospitality, anything hospitality has just sort of like been been destroyed yeah. <laughs> this this year. All right, cool. So that's that's us uh, doing our current affairs to do with film and all that, and now we actually get onto films that we've seen this week. Now, I was before. Before uh, um, you sent out the list of the things that you had watched this week, I was actually going to ask a question: What what was the last film you watched? Because I realized that a lot of the things I'm watching now are TV shows, and yeah. I can I cannot actually remember the last film I watched. I know Sharon, you've decided to get into the spirit, and with your yes. selection, <laughs> with your selection, 
it seems that the when it comes to bad christmas movies we have channel 5 and netflix that are competing now to yes. <laughs> who's going to give we, you the worst <laughs> who can show us the most hallmark inspired christmas films so yeah i have uh, suffered for my art this week i have watched three christmas films um pick pick the one pick pick the one that gives you the most vitriol oh well that's quite that um <laughs> right there was one was quite good and two were uh, just a sappy mess so the sappy messes were um a christmas wish is that, I'm on, really... is that on netflix, that's on netflix. or is that... they're yeah. all netflix yeah. Then I saw one that's called Christmas Land. Oh, that was just yeah. That was that was that was Christmas Land. And then I saw a Christmas drop off, which wasn't too bad. Oh, oh, I I think I've seen the adverts for this. The yeah, this they've is been pushing so... that one. Is like oh, this is a good this is a good one. It's, it's, it's not, some you know something to do with dropping care packages somewhere. Yes, the Pacific Atolls. They they drop yeah. off these Christmas gifts well it's well it's what it that's what it starts off as and then as the story unfolds you find out that it's actually a humanitarian mission that's been going on for 50 odd years that basically every winter they drop off things like generators and medical supplies and teaching equipment and they just it just happens to be at christmas time when they organize these drop-offs because they can use people's spare time and they use they do they do training exercises so they yeah. do the flights over these islands as part of their training exercises so it's yeah it all works out but they've been doing it basically since you know the 50s and this is a film a sort of having a look at that and then adding a little romance in there as well oh so, I, so it's so... interesting without being completely wet i mean the summer i watched <laughs> i just think <laughs> Uh, they they could have been wet if they'd rolled around in the snow, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so with this, is there anything else that you want to say about that besides that? Oh, uh, before you before you before you smack it with a star rating. <laughs> no, I think uh, that particular Christmas drop off. Yeah, that was okay. A lot of them I've I've watched them because you know it's if an, if an evening when we finished, you know, watching I don't know Antiques Road Trip, then it's like should we should, should we watch a film? Because we know it's an hour and a half long, yeah. and and there's not they, they have a they have a they have the warning ratings before it, and and the warning ratings for these Christmas films are intense emotion. It's like warning, intense wetness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then because mum and I, because we were saying, well, what is that? What do you think that means? And I said, oh, someone's going to cry at some point, I expect. <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah, the, the most you get is a bit of angst and a bit of like, oh, oh. And that's about it, yeah. So, <laughs> so they, they're quite harmless. When I described what I, to one of my, my friends, we met up, a little group of us met up, and I was talking about these films, and I said, you know, yeah, they're, they're, they're quite harmless. <laughs> And some said, that is damning with faint praise that the best you can say about a film is that it's harmless. The the funny thing is that I think at the moment, the the state that the world is in, I think there's some people who would, if you, if you're part of the term, would kill for quite harmless, quite right now. That's it. Because... You just want, yeah, something that you can... So, like a warm bath, it washes over you. Exactly, exactly. I know that there's at the moment there's a TV show on Channel Four, which is uh, Sarah Beanie's New Life in the Country, 
and it's about and this is something that was obviously filmed prior to the uh, to the pandemic kicking off but it's all about Sarah Beanie, who does a whole bunch of property shows. And it's about her moving to Somerset and um, wanting to, and they're trying to build a house. They're trying to build a family house. And there's a whole bunch of people who are just sort of, who start going, oh, people are suffering. There are people on furlough. People don't really want to see you build a new house, Sarah Beanie. And like, I've been all mean about it. And there's just, <laughs> some, people, there's just some people who are going, actually, I like this. This is nice and escapist. It reminds me of a time when we didn't have to deal with all this stuff. Yeah. So I think at the moment, I think at the moment, uh, quite harmless, quite harmless. I think some people would would lap that up right would now. Get, yeah, would appreciate that. We would really, really appreciate quite harmless. So if you had to give Operation Christmas Drop a, a, a star rating, what would you give it? I would just give it a three. I think it does what it says on the tin. It's a PG film. It's, you know, it's slightly heartwarming if, you know, yeah, if you, yes. It, so it's, it's sort of that... It does what it delivers what it is supposed to. I mean, ask me in six months' time what Operation Christmas what was about, and I'd think, is that the one about the elephant, or is that the one about the Christmas tree farm, or is that the one about, <laughs> you know? So, um, yes, it, it it's a moment of you know light entertainment. So it deli- it does what it's supposed to do. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah, I'd say it's safe with a three. It's safe with a three, and is it worth asking you? What score? What scores you would give the other really, really wet <laughs> ones? I know, I know, Christmas oh. land, Christmas land, particularly. I, I, essentially, I know, I know you, you, you use your language very carefully, Sharon. But I could see <laughs> swear words in your eyes. <laughs> I would probably give the other two because one of them, you know, I'm really struggling to even remember what it was about. <laughs> apart from, yeah, yeah, the um something about christmas um <laughs> so i'm really struggling so that is i think it's in, almost entire they're almost entirely forgettable yes so i would in that, on that score i would give it a, a two i think all right but it's you know i wouldn't begrudge it the cost of electricity to run it but i <laughs> i would not <laughs> i would not probably give it higher grading than that it's like okay it's worth yeah. it the light bulb for a couple of hours the know. the faint praise just keeps on coming <laughs> faint praise just keeps on rolling that that all right so okay so that is that and uh now short short over to you and i think last week um it were, we didn't record it but we went off and you were talking about watching some stuff about conspiracy theories <laughs> yeah conspiracy theories yeah we did i watched yeah i watched one i watched there was one about the moon I think did I speak about the one about the moon? No, not really. You didn't really say much. I think yeah. I think you said you just stumbled across this thing on Netflix where it's oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. It was um just conspiracy theories, and it had the moon. Um, and it was one of those ones that I sort of watched on the ferry, you know, um, when I was going over there. But um, yeah, that was last week, wasn't it? That was last week with the film I put down as well. It was last week I watched that. Um because I've, I've seen sort of bits and bobs. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty standard sort of documentary stuff, and it wasn't... I mean, what I quite liked about it, I guess, was that it was pretty unbiased, you know what I mean? It was both ways, but it basically was saying that, you know, a lot of these conspiracy theories are not conspiracy theories at all. You know, they obviously had the JFK one, and um, and I've, to be honest, I've forgotten... <laughs> I've forgotten about them. Okay, so, okay, so, um, but, but generally, was there anything you saw that made you into a believer? No, nah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. I mean, 
you know, it's still fun. It's still fun to think about things like that. But um, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is it's not it's not something that really, really it didn't, it make, it didn't give me much thought. I didn't think much about it afterwards. I sort of watched it and it was OK, but I didn't really. That was it. I watched it and I didn't really think about um uh, but I do I do quite like conspiracy theories and I was I used to be really really big conspiracy theorist but now I'm getting a bit old and I'm like does it really matter you know <laughs> does it really matter that much you know if because uh, it's happened and um it's it so yeah so it's sort of uh, but yeah no when I was young conspiracy theories oh yeah JFK definitely you know you got the mafia and that was all right I still I, the, the only one I am still a little bit little bit uh skeptical about is the princess Di one. Oh and yes I'm still i'm still still very very skeptical on that one but the oh. others i've sort of i've seen both sides of the argument and they they could be one way or the other but princess die i still think there's something a bit a bit fishy there uh otherwise known as season five of the crown which yeah, one yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 that's supposed to be i'm gonna watch that i'm gonna make a concerted effort to watch that i think the crown yeah. i think i'll have to i think i'll have to get into that yeah In I, fact, I, it, it, it was really weird because I was talking, talking, um, talking to someone about series and Netflix, and they said about the Crown, and I said, "Oh yeah, print, I bet that I'd be quite, I'd be interested in the Maggie bit because I saw a little thing where yeah, she the Queen, so I'd like to see." And I think you, no, but it's probably you that was saying about that. And, yeah, I was um, talking about the uh, last week. I was, yeah, I was talking about the Crown, um, Princess Margaret, and I thought, Do you know, uh, I don't remember. I know she died, but I don't remember her dying. I think I must have been travelling the world when she when she went because it was like Princess Margaret uh, died. Yeah, yeah, and Princess Margaret died. Yeah, because okay, uh, I. Uh, I'll just say I'll just say something about this. In the Crown, whenever they focus on a Princess Margaret story, I absolutely yeah. love it. I mean, the, yeah. the the Princess Margaret stories in the Crown are done so well, especially like... because you have Vanessa Kirby who plays the young Princess Margaret, and then you have uh, Helena Bonham Carter who plays the older Princess Margaret, and wow. it's just kind of like she is the way it is in the show. She's quite a tragic character. Like it's yeah. it's like nothing goes her way. And it, it is just so one one of the best things that the crown does is it makes the royal family it treats them as human beings yeah. it treats them as human oh, beings in, yeah, in, in an impossible situation. I still I still like the Win- Windsors. Have you ever seen the Windsors, Karen? <laughs> no, and to I me, haven't. the one the one character in that is Princess Anne. You know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of just appears and it goes all icy like the room sort of <laughs> freezes up. <laughs> it's really funny, isn't it? She's like real like yeah. That's quite good. I might have to watch a few more episodes. And I've been, oh yeah, uh, I mentioned to you, I've been watching a few bits and I've been watching a few clips of Spitting Image. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is, that's just really, really funny. And I mean, they've just got clips on YouTube now. It's not like the whole show. Yeah. And Uh, did I speak about that last week? You spoke about that last week. You spoke about that last week. So let's move on to, I was asking you what the last film you saw was. And I think this might be it. You said that you'd seen The Devil All The Time on Netflix. The Devil All The Time. So this is the... This Robert is the Pattinson. Uh, Robert, yeah. Robert Pattinson? Is he in it? Robert Pattinson is in it. Tom Holland's in it. Oh, Sebastian right, okay. Shaw's in it. Bill Skarsgård's in it. Good lord. Yeah, it is. A, it is. Um, that's like a who's who. That's who's of good-looking young men who can actually also act really, really well. Act, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, I saw this a couple of weeks ago because I didn't review it the last show. So, but it, it still sort of stuck in my mind, you know. Um, Basically, the plot starts off in the Second World War, and um, there's obviously a trauma that's that's been committed. But that, then it goes post World War, and uh, 
the, the soldier that sort of focuses on Tom Holland's, which turns out to be Tom Holland's dad, he, he meets a girl that he wants to marry. And, but also in the thing, there's these, this other couple you sort of see at the start of the film and you think, oh, you know, they look, they they sort of, by the by, and it's got my, um, oh, what's, it, what's the guy's name? He was in, um, anyway, it doesn't matter. But anyway, so these two turn up and then it goes on. So they, they get, the GI gets married to his girlfriend. Uh, or to his wife and his wife get they have a boy and the wife gets cancer and he does something particularly nasty they're quite religious they're quite religious you know and he's got like a a prayer that the father's got a prayer a prayer stick out in the back garden which he which he does something particularly traumatic which traumatizes it's, it's kind of set in sort of the southern southern united states i saw like oh um... uh, it's west virginia west virginia, so in west okay. virginia. yeah so so i guess I guess that sort of mid, you know, up in the casket, that sort of, that sort of area. So they're very, very, you know, they're not particularly well educated. They're not, you know, they're uh, like, not hillbillies as such, but you know, that, that, that sort of ilk. Yeah. So anyway, and then it goes, so that's when they're young and then Tom Holland grows up a bit. And there's also this, the people that, right, I'm getting confused. Let me get this off. The people that you saw at the beginning, the couple you saw at the beginning, they turn out to be serial killers. So, oh. And, uh, and they so as this goes through the film, sort of certain things happen. Um, and then you get Tom Holland. He's grown up. He goes to live with his grandmother. And this this girl has been given a baby. The the grandmother was given a baby, sort of so it's sort of like a stepsister, I guess. And and he becomes really protective of her. And he gets older and at school, and she gets bullied, and he can't really do much at the time. So he decides to do something a bit later. And then you've got a preacher with spiders. Instead of snakes, this is all spiders. Oh, yeah, that's Robert Pattinson. He's the preacher, isn't he? No, 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 no. This is the preacher before Rob. Cause, so he gets, cause the, the preacher that's there gets bitten by one of these spiders. So they have to have, so Robert Pattinson turns up as like a new, new preacher. <laughs> and yep. he's not, he's, yeah. So he's really, really, you know, he's he's not particularly nice at all. And he's, he's seducing. Anyway, basically, he, um, he gets Tom Holland's sister, you know, and sort of certain things happen. So yeah, well, okay, so just, so okay, sure. I, 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 I know was... it sounds confusing, and the whole film, to be honest, was very like um, timey wimey. <laughs> well, no, no, because that's that's what I was really at the moment. That, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say, sure. Because I've seen the trailer for this, and the trailer for this is just kind of like I'm watching it going. This film looks like it's going to be all over the place. It's like yeah, it, it pretty much is a bit like me, really. <laughs> it's, it's like, are we going to be following Tom Holland? Are we going to be following Robert Pattinson? Are we going to be doing this? Are we going to? But it, it looks like it's one of these films that um it, that relies a lot on its atmosphere, like on its atmosphere and just this general sense of oh, bad things happen when you go down south. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, let me slow down a bit. I don't know why I'm so. I feel like I'm on some sort of. anyway, uh, yeah. Let me calm down a bit because it. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's some really, really nasty characters in this, as I mm -hmm. say, with the serial killers. So basically, you've got these serial killers running through that are pitching up hitchhikers, not doing particularly nice things. Um, and the, 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 the female half of this is Sebastian Shaw's um, sister, who's the cop of the town. So there's all this sort of, all this interaction, all this, this stuff going on. And I guess what it is, it's like, some of this is how, like, I, I, I don't want to offend you guys, but how, like, you know, like, religion can be used to 
do some particularly nasty things, you know, because yeah. obviously in that area, there's some, they are very, very religious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and to cut a long story short, Tom Holland does something and then so he has to get out of, of town and obviously gets picked up by these, he's hitching and he gets picked up by these serial killers. Now, I'm not going to tell you what happens because that would be a total spoiler. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, I don't it, think it you sounds, particularly like it. It sounds like you liked it. It sounds like you liked it. I sure. did like it very, very much. I thought it was terrifically well acted. It was, it was right on my street, but, um, no, really top film, top film, uh, great acting. As I say, it was a little bit, it was a bit of a slow burn to start with, I suppose, but, um, it gradually just, just, you know, oh, yeah, it, it really appealed to me. It was it, my it, sort of film, really. It pulls you and, in. It pulls Patterson, you in. I think, I think Robert Patterson is a really, really good actor. I, I rate him quite highly because I saw him in The Lighthouse. And he's, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how he's going to be as a new Batman, but it'd be interesting. Mm. And and the acting is just like first class. So, um, so you have a film with Batman, Spider-Man, The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, Penny, Pen, Pennywise. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah! I know that's like mad, isn't it? Like mad. Yeah, the, somebody was saying that essentially the way things are going, that eventually you're going to have all of Hollywood, and you're going to be able to divide Hollywood into who's been yeah. in a Marvel movie and who's been in a DC movie. Yeah, yeah, basically that's, that's what will be, won't it? I mean, because you'll you, you'll get all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's, it's getting to the point because they just the 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 level of talent that they get just keeps going up and up and yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Level that, that they manage to attract these films. So, how many stars would you give The Devil All the Time? Uh, the Devil All the Time. Um, it was generally, as I say, apart from being all over the place, I would give it a four star. I'd totally, totally give it a four star. Okay. Yeah. But I think I, I think it's a top, a top, a top film. Yeah, I really, really quite enjoyed it. Mm. So, well. It, I don't know if you can enjoy it. It's a bit. It was a bit gruesome. Well, it, it, it it does look it does look like it's going to be a gruesome film. It looks like it is a gruesome film. It looks like it is one of those. Oh, this is the horrible state of the human condition kind of films. Or look how horrible human beings can be. Yeah. And um, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying. I just I just having a look on the on the computer to look at the cast, and I see they got my old friend Jason Clark. I thought he was in it. Yes. I, I, thought was, <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was in it because I'll, 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 Jason Clark, because he was actually I'll, he's he's one half of the um uh, the the serial killer. Serial, yeah, yeah, because because you see that's the thing. Right? I, I was thinking. I was like, I saw the trailer, and I'm pretty sure I saw Jason Clark, but Sean hasn't mentioned Jason Clark yet. <laughs> and, I was trying to think of his name. I I I I think I must be getting too old because I'm. <laughs> I mean, I thought of him, and then I couldn't remember his name, Jason Clark. Yeah, yeah and, and I was thinking that whenever there's a film that has Jason Clark in it, that's usually the first thing that Sean says. Even if <laughs> even if it's a great film, Sean will be like, "Oh, it has that bloody Jason Clark in it." Uh, yeah, he's terrible. I hate him. Hated him in Terminator Genesis. But you know, this was actually a good film. This was good, but not because of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't too bad in this. He let's just say. Um... He he made a, a good serial killer rather than. <laughs> 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 he, he did not mess it up he did not mess it up i'm waiting for a, a, a short if i ever get to the point where i get to make films i'm going to try my hardest to get stanley tucci I knew you were gonna say <laughs> i'm going to get stanley tucci i'm going to get jason clark i'm going to find a couple of other people that you got doing like and i'm going to remake the the wild bunch 
the wild the... bunch. That'd be something. There you go. I'll remake the wild bunch with Stanley Tucci, Jason Clark, and a whole bunch of their clones. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be quite funny. It would be interesting to see what parts they play. Oh, there. All uh, right, cool. Um, I'm going to say is, yeah, they were doing some filming of the Beast Must Die series called The Beast Must Die on the Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah with Jared Harris. Um, they were using the sixth form school, and before I was due to open up and go and be with them all the weekend and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then my um, my my appendix, you know. Thing, oh yeah. I never, never got to do it. I was like gutted. It was like. I think that's again. That's why I went those few days with saying no, no, I've got to get. Oh, uh, because oh, you could have been on set. You could have been set with Jared Harris. Yeah, no, they, they, they said, I was, and they said, yeah, 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 we use you, we use you. They were gonna set. They set. They were setting up the school as a bank, apparently. So. Yeah, because uh, I've I've got a friend who a uh, friend Karen Rob who was actually doing costumes for that. Ah. Uh. Yeah, she 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 was sending me messages going, "You never guess who I was on set with today." Ah, oh, look at him! Oh, you're the only person who know who this guy is. Nobody else knows who he is. <laughs> yeah, she she sent me messages talking about um his his see through trousers that he was wearing. Oh wow! <laughs> that she was like, yeah, yeah. The there's the the they really should get a little bit more material. There's not enough trousers. There's not enough material in those trousers. <laughs> but all right. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think it's just it's just me left to go. Just me left to go with what I've been watching this week. And so um, the there's the main thing I want to talk about, and there's a little. I, mean, I know that there was a point where we used to do also rants on the show, which were things that we've watched, but we weren't really going to focus on. So mm-hmm. uh, a, a little quick thing on there's something on Netflix called Dolak Boy is fine, and it is it's a small fifteen minute thing that I watched and after I watched it I was like oh my god I know who wrote that first I know the person who wrote it uh, oh, called wow. oh, yeah. and it's all about uh, Dolak Boy is Fine is about um, the sort of standards that are put on black especially women when they have to go into the workplace so it's all it's about this girl who is in a she's a Nigerian girl in a British public school and um, and it starts off with all these shots of like really really close ups of her afro of uh, sort of like of her Afro hairstyle, and it's all so you know this is all going to be about her hair. And she speaks to somebody who is black, but has gone done quite well in like you know the corporate world, and um, essentially tells her, "Okay, fine, you need to change everything about yourself. So, <laughs> so if you're going to do if you're going to go well in the public world, so in the in the corporate world. So for instance, her name is Dolakbo, but her other friends call her Dolop." And she's like, okay, why are, you, why are you letting them call you Dollop? That that's not a name. That's no one's going to take it seriously. The name like Dollop, and it's about how, she, and it's a small fifteen-minute almost essay about how she fights for her, what is going to be her identity in this in this world. It's like, is she going to have to go wear a wig because that's a big thing for a lot of black women is wearing wigs when you see them with like sort of straight hair and everything like that. It's a big thing. Like about it's about hide your natural hair, what you're going to do, and how you're going to and. And I think the 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 the, the title of the film Dolak Boy is fine. It shows up in the actual film. I figured out how it was gonna show up, and I was kind of like, actually, I think I like this. I I love this. This is the kind of story that I would have written myself if I could be bothered or had any talent. <laughs> but <laughs> it's kind of like it's like you know, it's uh, this is the kind of thing. I would, but and I just wanted to say a quick um, quick mention for Dolak Boy is fine, which is um, um, on Netflix. It's only fifteen minutes long. Uh, Please go check it out. Although one thing I would say, one thing I would say, and this is one of my big, big bugbears, is if you are going to cast somebody to be an African, 
get somebody who can do an accent that comes from that African country. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit where she speaks to her parents by Skype and the people who were cast to be her parents it is it is debatable if they've even met a Nigerian. Let me put it that way. So <laughs> let me put it that way. I mean, it 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 just uh, that's why one of the things. Like I know there was a TV show, Knots on Crosses, that I started watching months ago. I still haven't finished watching it. And one of my big problems with Knots on Crosses is is the way they speak my native language, which is Yoruba. Which I'm like this doesn't make any sense what is the background of this show it doesn't hold together and it's probably something that i'm the only one who's yelling and screaming about because my wife is like well hi wait shouldn't you be happy that at least they're trying your language i'm like no if you're gonna try it get it right <laughs> uh, oh dear sounds like you're getting like me toes oh no oh, honestly short honestly short it's kind of like each on knots on crosses every time they say a word in yoruba like when they try and when they try and say goodbye, because in Yoruba it's goodbye is odabo, and they go odabu, and you're like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to punch the TV. <laughs> but anyway, I haven't I haven't finished watching that, so I cannot review that. I will eventually get around to finish watching it, but it just it wastes a good premise. And I will now talk about why you want to talk about this week. What I'm going to rate this week is Criminal UK. So Criminal. Criminal is a TV show that it's it's kind of it's quite a clever sort of setup. So Criminal is pretty much set in one spot, in one place, and it's all about the interrogation. So you know when you have a police uh, procedural TV show, you whether it's the bill or the line of duty or anything like, you always have a bit where they go and they sit down and they do the interrogation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each episode of Criminal is just the interrogation. That's all it is. Is so, it is it real? Is it a documentary then? No, no, no! It's it's a it's scripted. It's a scripted uh-huh. it's a scripted drama. But each episode is just the is just the interrogation, and it's about how like you know the interrogate the you see the the people who are interrogating the sort of games they play and the tactics they use to try and get a confession out of the person and trying to figure out what's going on. And you have some absolute powerhouse performances from the actors who play the people who are being interrogated. But criminal, there are four versions of criminal. There's criminal UK. There's criminal France, criminal Spain, and criminal Germany. Wow. And apparently, mm-hmm. and they are all filmed on the exact same set. So apparently this is a set somewhere in Spain. And they the the people who created the show created the show and then they have different teams in each country that write the scripts for that area. So you can go onto Netflix and you can watch what what the what did they do with France with exactly the same idea? It's just gonna sit down and for an hour it's gonna be an interrogation in French. Then you're gonna have the one in Spain in Spanish, then you're gonna have the one in German. And it's really, really, really well done. There's two seasons of the one in the UK, the one in English. And I think it's just I think it's a brilliant show. I think it's a brilliant show because I think the performances, it's like an actor's showcase because the people who come in and who gets interrogated each episode, they knock it out of the park because all you have is them talking and it is it is just so well done and the fact that you can have usually about three people in a room there's there's three locations there is the interrogation room there's the control room with the sort of like you know the one-way glass where they're they're looking through into the interrogation room and there's the corridor outside the interrogation room and those are the only three locations you see throughout the entire show (laughs) and the fact that they keep you engaged in what's going on and they have they and they have all sorts of different like there's 
one where they bring in a guy who's already in jail and they need to they need some of his um they need to get some information from him about a pre about a case that they're trying to find out there's one about a woman who is like you know one of these pedophile hunters online and she's played by sharon horgan and she comes in and like i think it's just the little nuances they bring in i think mm -hmm. kit harrington who's known for Jon snow in game of thrones he comes in and does the best performance i have ever seen him give as this kind of like you know london estate agent kind of like you know alpha male which is it's really 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 well done i think kunal kunal nayar who is known as raj from the big bang theory he shows up as this guy who's already in jail who has been accused of killing people and they're trying to find out does he know anything about another case that they're trying to find and and the twists and turns i think the script the the scripts that are written are brilliant because they're kind of like plays but it really really works on tv it really really works on tv i would recommend criminal uk i would i think i'm going to give it a five i'm going to give it wow. a five. wow yeah wow. how many um what i was going to say toes how many episodes are there seven them. Oh, this, okay. That, that's two seasons. So each season, the first season was three episodes. The second season was four episodes, and so that's a, so for the criminal UK bit. There's only seven episodes. For the Spanish, German, and French ones, there's only three episodes because they made the one season. They didn't they didn't bring it back for a second season. But it oh, is okay. you. If you want to talk about good things on Netflix, I think Criminal is one of the best things, I hands down, that. the best things on Netflix. The best Netflix, one of the best Netflix originals. It reminded me of my former profession when I was in my policing days. Um, <laughs> That's one of my jobs at one point was had to I had to transcribe police interviews, and you had to you 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 summarise certain bits, and then you have to transcribe verbatim any admissions or anything that's relevant to the particular to if they make an admission that you think is admissible will be admissible in court, and yeah. so you have to listen to them, you have to listen to it, and then you go back there. Okay, yeah, that bit. Of, four minutes through 30 you type in the time and then you type it verbatim yeah no, I, I, and i had I, one guy as the police officer was investigating was scottish a glaswegian and he oh. had a bit of a stutter uh so i'm trying to transcribe that it took me ages just to keep <laughs> going back and going back they have like a foot pedal that was like a reverse thing i had to keep going over and over and over this one particular thing to get it all in because it has to be verbatim and yeah it, and even sort of words that are mispronounced you've got or sometimes you've got to type it the way it sounds yeah and because that's what they have said in bad grammar everything you've got to have it exactly because otherwise if it's if the defense asked to listen to the tape they'll say that isn't the same as what he said mm -hmm. so it can, yeah. you can lose the case because of it so yeah that'll be interesting to watch that to see how i think I wonder how I would have had to ta you know, summarize that. <laughs> I, 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 firstly, I, is it a good? I, go on. Sure, sure, sure. Carry on, Sean. I was going to say, is it like, is it like, how many detectives interview? Is it like good cop? Is it like good cop, bad cop sort of thing, or like, like I, that? That is one of the best things about the show because you get to know the characters of the different detectives as they go on, and they never. So there's probably, I mean, over the two seasons, there's probably about eight different detectives. And it's about the way they mix and match the people who are in the room. And there's bits where they go, okay, we need to send him in now. And we need to send him in now. And it's like, okay, cool. We need to get get you out and put you in there. And you've got to put you in there. Okay, he's going to he's gonna um, act differently if there's a woman in there. Let's put a woman in there. And it's, and they, one of the things that they really highlight is that the whole interrogation is pretty much like a game. 
it's like a game that like you know the the policemen are playing trying to catch this person out and this person is playing trying to trying to figure out their way around this whole thing and it's they do things where essentially the whole interrogation it flicks there's one particular episode uh i wouldn't tell you who who is being interviewed but this that it it, it the entire t- thing changes on one sentence that somebody says and once they say that sentence the complexion of what they're doing in that in that in in that um interview totally changes it goes from this is what we're going after then hang on a second they just said that okay now this is what we're doing and i think it's it's really 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 well done but if you look at the the i mean it's it's one of the things where it's easy to go with the cast of looking at the cast of the people who play the ones who are being interrogated as opposed to as opposed to the the regular cast of the show so you have david tennant david tennant shows up Haley atwell shows up and i think uh the Haley something something that you said sean reminds me of the Haley atwell one because she plays this kind of like you know south london girl who's like you know uh being accused of be, being accused of killing her uh, her sister's boyfriend and it's it, it uh, it's and it's so oh, it's good it's really really good you have sophia connor oh I actually want to watch this again, and <laughs> and the, the the real good thing about this is that uh, I started watching it, and uh, because obviously we've just had a kid, and my wife is breastfeeding, and she could just and because of the way it's done, she said that she felt she loved it because it was like listening to a radio play, and she could just listen in the background to the radio, and she could totally follow the story. Every now and then, they would show yeah. you something that relies on what you're looking at on screen, but she was like, it works just as well as a radio play, and she was like, okay, this is really good. This is really really good. It's really really enticing and all that. So yeah, I would give Criminal UK a five out of five stars. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, until next week, when I believe we will all be trying to figure out if there's some way we can watch Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> if if you could, I think I think you guys, oh, Sharon, you might go try and find out if the Commodore can. I think it's going to arrive yet. I'll, yeah, I'll go, I might go. I might. I might come along. I might come along. Uh, I'll go see if maybe I can be bothered, or if I can, if I can be released from the house for. Well, it's going to be about four hours to drive down to Northampton watch Wonder Woman 1884 and then drive back home. I'd be like, hi, honey, I brought KFC or something. Is it on tier two? So can you, can you tie in any Christmas shopping or any, anything well, else yeah. with it? Say, so actually, I, if we go there, then I can pick up this, 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 this and then that's all done see, at now, the same time. That, that's the thing. The closest cinema to me is a view that is close to a shopping center. So it could have worked, but that view is not one of the views that's been opened. So, oh, darn it, darn. Even though we are in the tier two area. So, uh, I mean, uh, first and foremost, let's make sure that people don't die. That's that's yeah. the thing. First of all, yeah. let's make sure. But once you once that's been sorted, you're like, oh, there's some things about this that are just a miss, massive, massive shame. So, <laughs> <laughs> so until next week, when we figure out what earth is happening in Wonder Woman 1984, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for listening to Netflix vs. Cinema.